good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever time it is uh, that you're listening to us. This is In the Box with Walton Thomas. We are coming to you live on this wonderful Sunday afternoon. Just be- it's beautiful out. Yeah. Know where you are, depending on where you are. If if you yeah. if you're in Metro Detroit like we are, it is a cold, rainy uh, fall day. But listen, there's not necessarily always something wrong with a cold, rainy day. It's that football Sunday and get a little yeah. hockey talk in there. It's, it's, it's perfect weather for that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, the yeah the the Lions and Saints are playing. Although, in it, it it looked iffy last night, but yeah, well, I, I gotta believe that when you only get one guy and everybody else tested clean, you might want to redo that test. Yeah, which they did. And we're playing football as a result. So exactly. So hey, you know, all right. So hey, life life changed uh, this week. The season is officially over. Um. We we have a Stanley Cup champion, and I mean I could I could tell you all about it, but I feel like there's a person who can do a little bit better than me. Here we go. Scramble in front, around behind now, taken along by Radulov. Got it on back to the point, and another shot is blocked back down. They hustle back for it, and uh, trying to get there, and to get a trigger pull of a shot that went wide that time was Goodrow. And the Tampa Bay Lightning have won the Stanley Cup! (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's how I feel about that. Uh, You know, I, I don't... I don't have a problem with that. Concluding a two-month period of tremendous competition. No, God! Unity among no, all the... Oh God, please, no! Yeah. No! No! <laughs> no! Yeah, so I, I, I didn't want Tampa to win. I don't know if you picked up on that subtle hint at all or not, but, you know... <laughs> yeah, subtle hint, subtle hint. <laughs> The, the Tampa Bay Lightning are your 2020 Stanley Cup champions. And, I mean, not to take anything away from the Lightning because, I mean, this, this was a weird season. Um, and, and, I mean, and honestly, it's kind of funny that the Lightning are the Stanley Cup champions where they're one of two teams who didn't want it, who voted against this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a great poll. Carolina being the other, right? Yeah. Was it Carolina the other? Yeah, Carolina was Tampa and Carolina. They're they're the two teams who voted who voted against doing uh, the twenty four team thing, and you know the Lightning are the, are the Stanley Cup champion. And like, I mean, and there's some people who are like, oh, it's an asterisk. It doesn't really count. It's like, well, I mean, no, it's I mean, one like technically they played you played more games, yeah, to to get to this point, and and, and also I mean you I mean the temp and all things being equal during the season, the Tampa Bay Lightning are were probably they were everyone's pick to win a Stanley Cup anyway. Um, and and I think would it would have been a shock to see the Dallas Stars kind of go kind of go on a run? I don't think so. I mean, they, you know, so I mean, it's it's not like we had uh, we had the Tampa Bay Lightning taking on the Chicago Blackhawks, you know. But yeah, but see, that's that can be an any year thing too, though. Yeah, that's true. Hot, hot goaltender, and by the time you get to the Cup Finals, they run out of steam, and you're like, really, this is the Cup Finals matchup we're getting? Like I, I really have never understood that. The the only places where I've really 
kind of, and I don't want to under underestimate and under regulate, you know, the crowd noise and, and that factor, but really the only time we're is football because the crowd literally can affect snap and signals and, and, and that kind of thing. So yeah. there I'm, I'm more like, okay, this isn't real. The, the game is definitely different now because of without the, because there are no fans in the stands, but with hockey and baseball and basketball, I've never really understood that argument. Everybody's going through the same thing. Um, you know, the baseball schedule was a little bit weird because you're only playing, you know, nine teams in the 60 game stretch. So, okay, that's kind of fake, <laughs> but you know, for, for the rest of the sports, I just didn't see it. I didn't agree with it. I mean, if anything, it's tougher. And I think I, you know, we talked about this a few weeks ago, even how I actually think it might be tougher to be a Stanley cup champion in this environment, because like you're away from your family, you're, you're, you're in this bubble environment. And though it, it seems like it was a very good environment just in terms of, you know, the setup that the NHL had there at the end of the day, you're still, it's still a really different tough environment to be in. Yeah. And, um, and what, and one of the things that, that I kept, that I kept hearing, that I've heard a few times from people, they're saying that this was, this was going to be the hardest Stanley Cup for a team to lose because, because you're, you, you, go, you go through everything that you just talked about. You go through all that. And, you know, for the Dallas Stars, I mean, they're two wins away. You know, you're, you're, you're two wins away from it, and, and you, you, you come up short. I mean, and, and for the Dallas Stars, I mean, we'll, 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 hit, we'll hit on the Lightning, too. You know, they're hard to stand the champion. But for the Dallas Stars, you know, I mean, this is a team. They were, they were 11 seconds away from being down 3-1 in Calgary and probably being done. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then you know, they come back. They win that game. They win that. Then they're, they're going to go down 3 nothing in game six. And you think like, oh, well, this going seven, I don't know, it's going to be tough. And then they score seven unanswered goals yep. to win that series. And then, and then their reward for that is getting the Colorado Avalanche. And, I mean, grant, granted, you know, you know uh, Grubauer got hurt, Johnson got hurt, but, you know, you still – that's still a damn good, damn good hockey team in Colorado, even, even with those two guys being hurt. And, 100%. And, and, again, you know, battling back. And, you know, they, they were – they – I, I thought Kadri kind of scored the kill shot in game seven in that third period to put the abs up. And then 10 seconds later, boom, the stars, they come back, they tie it up and then force overtime. And then they went in overtime and then, and then they went on to the conference finals and everybody already had already said, well, the golden Knights are going to run through the stars. And it was the opposite. Yep. And, and I mean, this series against, against Tampa, they played that. They played this series hard and really fought and clawed and scratched in the series and, and tried to stay in it. And I mean, at the end of the day, the Tampa Bay Lightning—they were just a more talented team. Mm-hmm. And 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 also, I'm gonna bring bring something up here. One for nineteen. Yeah. Stars power play in the series. One for nineteen. How many of these games were one goal games? You know, I mean, where if you if you have your power plays a little bit better, maybe I'm not saying they're going to win this series, but I mean, you know, you, you no, got a better chance for sure. Because what the Tampa, I think I saw in, in your thoughts they were seven of nineteen. Yeah, seven of nineteen. I mean, there's six goals difference. <laughs> what was the final yeah. differential in the series? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't. Let's mm, go. I, I mean, and I. I, I do kind of mean that rhetorically, so you don't have to necessarily do a deep dive. But I mean, at the end of the day, 
It's, it's right here in front of me. I'm going to look it up. You talk. I mean, you know, know I'm yeah. sure it was probably right around that number. And so, you know, you flip three one way and make it three the other. You know, you stop three and you score three. And, you know, the goal differential is probably even. And so, yeah, absolutely. The, the, you know, specialty teams and, and you know, it, they did get the, the bad penalty that caught the bad break. And, boy, the officials sure – after that, they sure decided they were not going to be the deciding factor because they it basically had to be murder or taking away a direct scoring chance to get a penalty. That is for sure because man, they were they weren't messing around. <laughs> they were so, not messing around. Goal differential in the series, three. Was it really? Yeah, <laughs> three. And Tampa scored six more power play goals. Well, yeah. I mean, what what else do we need to yeah. say? And and that that was one of the things going into the series with uh, with the stars. It's like you know if if they play disciplined hockey, you can beat they they would they they're going to have a chance as long as long as they stay even strength. You know you, I mean you're you you're not going to go perfect and not take any penalties. I mean it throughout the course of a series you're going to take penalties. It it's going to happen. And both teams had the same same amount of power plays. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I and and but and I feel like that that was that's kind of been the the rap for every team that took on the lightning through this run is well if you stay out of the box you got to stay play discipline don't put them on the power play because there's too much firepower in their power play keep it at even strength and you can win and the power play killed the blue jackets power play killed the bruins i mean other things killed the bruins too yeah and, and ultimately the 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 power take the penalties and undisciplined hockey it, it killed the islanders and and now as you see it right here you know, the, the numbers are right there, you know, numbers don't lie, you know, and that, that was a, a factor. I mean, cause you, you look at the, you know, and the Tampa's for Tampa's what turned out to be a game winning goal. It was the power play goal in game six. And you mentioned it when we were, uh, we were taxing during the game and you said that the two nothing lead, it felt, it might as well have been five nothing. Yeah. Cause it just, and it, it just felt like it was over. They had like even their big pull, their and I you, you can't see it, but the air quotes of the big push. I mean, they had maybe they had probably about four or five scoring chances and about eleven shots and maybe an eight to ten minute period of the third. Because even with the because they got the late power play with about five to play, I think it was. Yeah, it was about five minutes left, and they got a power play. They didn't from that power play through the empty net they did nothing until there was about a minute and 30. And then from about a minute 30 to 30 seconds, they had a, a push where they just, they had that literally, okay, everything to the net, no, no puck handling, just put it to the net. And that was it. And, you know, they didn't even get this long drawn out, like, Oh, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. It's You just never felt that that first goal was ever going to come. And it sure enough, it didn't. And it was season over series over. And so, I mean, just going into the third period, the Dallas Stars had eight shots on goal mm-hmm. in the third period. Mm-hmm. The it, shots were 21 to eight in favor of Tampa. And it's, you know, you just felt like, well, this thing's over. Now, now Dallas ended up with 14 in the third period. But, I mean, I, I like I like watching that game, I, I can't – off the top of my head, I can't think of a single – Dallas Stars, like legitimate, like oh, Vasilevsky ha- ha- just made an unbelievable, unbelievable save. Yeah, there's a lot of shots that were it was hit him right in the pad, hit him right in the chest. You know, they 
they weren't getting traffic. They weren't getting traffic to the net, mostly because they had like they had no sustained uh, pressure in the zone, as you as you said. Yeah, you know, and and then at the end of the game when they had that power play, I mean, you have the Tampa Lightning players like you 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 had four guys dropping down trying to block shots before even yeah. before even got to the net, and and I think in, in that in that last little rush, I think the Lightning had something like four or five blocks in a row where the pucks just weren't getting through. Yeah. And, no, you're, you're, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say. I, I, you're, you're, I mean, you're right on all counts. I mean, it was, you know, you get. It, it's weird how there's just, like I said, you know when something's not gonna happen, and you just knew that they weren't scoring, and you just knew how dead they looked, and how Tampa just, just kept coming in waves and coming in waves, and and it just, it, it was just, it was over. It was, it was really just kind of a third period that it was a formality and it's like Dallas used all of what they had left to get that to, to end up forcing it even to a six game everything that Dallas had left was like all right we got it to game six and it was just like they couldn't find that gear that they needed to pick it up and get it going again and and, and you know as as we you know kind of kind of let off here and and then we're going to transition to the Stanley Cup champions here but um, you know the Dallas Stars—they play tough. They play three really tough series um, le- leading up to this. You know, yeah. we mentioned the Calgary series, and then you know they they went seven and overtime a- against uh, Co- Colorado, Vegas. Yeah, they won that series in five games. But I mean, they it, they were they were kind of playing a lot the way they played against played against Tampa. Yeah. Work a lot of time in their own zone where they're defending and having a chase. And you know, Vegas they Vegas they don't have the the, the put away guys that Tampa does. Yeah. You know, I think that that's that that's your biggest difference. You know, I mean, you, you Vegas didn't have a Yanni Gord scoring goals for them like Tampa has had, or Sorelli scoring goals for them. So I mean, so I, I and you're right. Like the team, they just they look exhausted. Yeah. In that, in that game six. And, you know, I, and I finally realized, too, because, you know, <laughs> I constantly – and we had the discussion, you know, why don't I trust Dallas? And even if I, you know, I don't trust Dallas, they're going to be holding the Stanley Cup, and I'm going to be like, you know, there's still <laughs> something about Dallas that I just don't trust. And I, and I kind of figured out why, what that was, was that, I, you know, there's no – with all credit due to, to Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn, and – and I'm, I'm going kind of with the casual hockey fan take here as opposed to somebody who, who feels like, it, you know, really knows the game. How f- they don't have that guy that's going to come up, that, that comes up in conversation, somebody as like a top 10 player in the league. They don't have that Kucherov and Ovechkin, um, the Crosby, the Malkin. And so you, up front you feel like, okay, well, you know, Sagan would be the closest thing. He's not scoring. Pavolsky's 36, and that's not to not. It's just you don't – even though he led them in goals, you don't necessarily want to count on the 36-year-old. Ben right. good, but, you know, you're not going to – you know, most people aren't going to put Jamie Ben in their top, you know, 15 to 20 players, maybe 20, but you're not going to put him in the top 10. Right, yeah. Defensively, they're, you know, they have four really good defensemen, but there's no Victor Hedman. Um, Heskinen could get there. Yeah, he's yeah, um, he's gonna still young. I mean, yeah, I, I just in the in the here and now, 
Yeah. They don't. They didn't have that defenseman, so it wasn't like, well, you can count on X, Y, and Z to make X, Y, and Z play. And right. Hudobin was Hudobin. And again, he was so good, but you you were kind of waiting. And even though he did it throughout the whole playoffs, and I, you really can't blame him for the loss in, in of the series. There was no. still just kind of a, yeah, but, Kido, you know, it's not Carey Price. He's not the top five. And it was just, that was my thing is that they don't have that guy that just kind of let me hang their hat on. And I was like, okay, this is going wrong. We're going to, I'm going to go make it right. Right. And Tampa basically has six of those guys. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's kind of where, and every team that they played in the playoffs, you could say they kind of had it except for Vegas. And that was the one series where I wasn't as shocked about. Right. Um, I, I will say this with Dallas. I, I feel like, I mean, right now, I mean, Jamie Ben's 31, Tyler Sagan's 28. Um, I feel like the stars, I feel like they've, they've wasted a, a lot of Sagan and Ben's good, good years there because they had terrible goaltending for so long. Yeah. And, and, or, and, they, and they didn't really have a good def- defensive, like a, a, a good defensive core. They didn't, really, they didn't really have anyone on the back end. It was all offense, you know. I mean, because Dallas, that, that, you know, f- four, four, three, four years ago, watch Dallas Stars game, you, you know Dallas is going to get three or four. It's just a matter of how, how many their goal is going to give up. Yeah. You know, is their goal going to give up five or six? Or, you know, are they going to hang in there for, for, for a tough four to three uh, victory? Exactly. And I, I feel like it's – those guys were, were so good. But, one, they play in Dallas. It's not a it's, – it's not a traditional hockey market. Right. Oh, so they're they're you're you're so you're, they're already kind of buried there a little bit. Where, I mean, when when you're talking about all you're talking about hockey teams, how many teams are you listing off before you land on the Dallas Stars? Sure. You know, so I mean, n- n- nothing nothing against the Dallas Stars or anything. I mean, I understand that fan base is 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 huge down there. They're very popular. It's tough to get tickets to games when they ha- actually have fans. They they do a pretty good job attendance wise, but. For the casual hockey fan, when you're thinking about, you know, teams, Dallas Stars are probably on that bottom tier, you know, especially in the last, you know, 10, 15 years where they haven't been as good. You know, now, now back in the Mike Madonna years when, when they were going to conference finals and, and, and won a Stanley Cup and everything, yeah, they're, they're probably hot. They're, they're a little bit higher in everybody's list. But I just feel like this team – and now for the Dallas Stars, it's like you look at Kudobin's probably he's priced himself out of Dallas, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's you bring Corey Perry back for another year. You know he's he's going to be thirty six. I mean the average age of of their forwards is thirty one. This is you know it's not a young team. It's not. No. Um, on on the back end, I I like their top four. You know Lindell, Klingberg, Alexiak. And Heiskanen, I feel like uh, you know, Alexiak is is really stepped up and has has become a has become a better defenseman in the last uh, couple years. Klingberg, he's just he he's, he he can provide provide offense and he's a good shutdown. D. Eslindell is he's a guy I really like, big shutdown defenseman. He's not going to dazzle you with points, but I mean, well, he did score a goal, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. But you know, it, but he he's good. And Merrill Heiskanen, though, know, he's only twenty one. So I mean, you, you they have something there, but up front, you 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 have Gurianov, um, you have uh, who you have 
it's what what Kiviranta did in the playoffs. Is is that the real Kiviranta? Is that the real guy, or was that did he just catch lightning in the, in the bottle? Yeah, you know. And and as far as their you know the prospect pool, it's not very deep. They don't have they don't have that that next that guy that's going to step up next who who you who you're salivating over like oh, I can't wait to see this guy play. So I mean it's it's a matter of what do the Dallas Stars do next year? Do do they try to do they say you know what we came close. We came close. Let's let's add a Taylor Hall, or let's you know, or let's let's add let's add a, a forward or something, and and try and try to get try to go for it again. Or you know, do they just kind of like, well, let's start, let's let's kind of maybe not rebuild, but retool. That's Ken Holly used to used to love to say around here. Well, that it, it's funny because while you, while you were talking, while I was looking, I literally just wrote down the name Taylor Hall. I got a little pad of paper and a pen here and I literally wrote down Taylor Hall and I, I'm not sure if that wouldn't be brilliant for them. <laughs> um, actually that's tongue in cheek. It would be brilliant for them. I think it would. They got the cap space. Um, their defense is basically completely under contract. Uh, I mean, the only UFA is uh, Sakurai. You know, I, I, I feel like they probably have enough in place to, to get by that. Uh, the loss of him when he, if you know, you let him go in free agency. I do, you know, one name I, I can't find on their kind of roster is, uh, Ro- isn't Roman Pollock a star? Is his contract like, cause he opted out, but is, is he a free agent or is he going to be under contract next year? Oh, because that would, I mean, almost there's mitigate the complete loss of, uh, of uh, Secker right there would be a guy like Roman Polak. But, I mean, up front, you know, Taylor Hall's under 30, so he's going to bring down that 31.4 years of average age. And, you know, they have right now projected to be roughly, you know, 15 million plus a cap space. Um, you know, I don't know if they have, you know, I guess that's kind of the both the plus and the minus of having a, a questionable talent pool is I don't know if they have any – you know, UFAs coming up or uh, RFAs coming up that need big money. I mean, they'll probably resign Fox and Hintz and Garyanoff. They're all RFAs, yeah. but I, right. I mean, they're those guys $5 million a year guys. I right. wouldn't think so. I mean, and, and, and not just, I mean, not just Taylor Hall, but like, I mean, you have Mike Hoffman, he's UFA. Sure. Could he help? You know, he, he, he can score goals or, you know, do, do they, do they, do they go with, with someone like that or, because, because I feel like you know, his, Ben and Sagan, they, they, they have, they're not getting any younger, but they still have, they still have some term left on their, on their contracts, and and it would, it, it would, it would just kind of suck to see, you know, that team never actually, you know, win. I mean, because you know, I mean, they, you know, for 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 a few years there, you know, they had they that Jason Spezza there who put up big points for them when when he was in Dallas when he first left Ottawa, you know, so it. So they were a fun, entertaining team to watch. It was just you—you you knew there was going to be a lot of goals scored, but yeah. the way they—the way that that team was built, they weren't—they weren't ever going to have any real playoff success. And you know, it, it turned around for them by adding Ben Bishop. But now you're kind of like, well, when he's when he's healthy, he's great, right? You know, and but do now. Could Kudobin's going, so who's going to be your backup goalie? I mean, they have Jake Ottinger 
um, in, in their system. Maybe they do they want to bring him up or do or maybe do they sign a sign a goalie to to play backup to Ben Bishop, who can also step in and start for you, you know? Well, there's I mean, there's a lot of that available right now. <laughs> yeah, if you're looking for a goalie. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. There's a lot of goals available, but there isn't a lot of goals. It might be to actually do that. Um, no, yeah, that's that's a good way of, of putting it because I there's I don't know if there's you know it's funny that I mean Robinson Hunter only got like his average cap hit is only a couple of pennies more than Ben Mesha. Why does that like surprise me? Like why do I feel like Vegas kind of stole Robin Leonard there at five million per? Like some sometimes goalie contract I you know when you look at the the goalie contracts boy there's some just kind of some head scratching numbers, more, almost more like low wise. Like how, you know, how did you get this guy to sign that deal? You know, Robert Leonard was a, wasn't he a Vesna candidate last year? Am I making that up? Two years ago? Yeah, no, yeah. Three years ago? Three months ago? Something like that? I don't know. Last year. But I feel like that recent, and he was good in the playoffs and yet you, you got him at that rate. Wow. What a, I mean, that's thievery. That's just absolute thievery. And uh, so, I mean, I don't, I, who knows what the goalie market's going to be. And that's kind of the, was the point of that whole thing. But, you know, I don't know. Um, I would think that if you're Dallas, I would, I feel like the, the Stanley Cup finalists very rarely kind of give up right after the cup finals. Right, yeah. I feel like you kind of, you either go with the same roster or you make a small tweak here and a small tweak there and you go again. And I can see Dallas saying, okay, let's get a, a good second. Let's kind of get a Hudobin type guy for our backup. Our defense is good. Let's get ourselves a free agent score up front, maybe two even, resign our RFAs, and let's go again. It, it really wouldn't surprise me to see Dallas do something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but, but also what you, what you see, what you kind of see a lot of, with the exception of, uh, with the exception kind of being, I mean, really, I think maybe, maybe, maybe Vegas in recent, in recent uh, memory is the team that loses, they kind of go on a dip. They, they kind of start, start to dip, dip a bit and start to go, go the other way. Um, Cause you, I mean, you look at, let's, I mean, you, you, you look at back, if we go back to 2009, you know, the wings loss in a, in a cup finals and, you know, they've won what two playoffs, three playoff series since, since then three or four. Yeah. Since then. Um, that, was, that was such a rough off season. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, and then, you had the, they, they, you know, the flyers lost to the Blackhawks in 2010 and then they, they struggled. There's, I mean, they're still struggling, you know, to an extent. Yeah. Um, you know, eleven the Canucks. You know, lost and they haven't. I, th- I think the Canucks have won what two, two or three playoff series since they went to the Cup final in two thousand eleven. Um, Twelve New Jersey Devils <laughs> in two thousand twelve. Yeah. Uh, then what? Thirteen is. I mean, Bru- the Bru- the Bruins didn't really take a huge step back after they lost to the Blackhawks. But they were also see the you the the big thing you're saying younger team. At yeah. that time, younger team. Yep, yep. And it wasn't – none of those teams had flash-in-the-pan goaltending situations either. Yeah. I, you know, or I, I, Boston didn't have a flash-in-the-pan goaltending situation. You knew, you know, Tuka Rask or – yeah, it was Rask. It was Tuka Rask, yeah. It, 
you know, you know, when you, you know, the wings were, were an older team and they lost some guys at free agency, but then, you know, in 10, the flyers just kind of got goal had, you know, their goaltending issues reared their ugly head. You know, it was the same thing, you know, in 11, you could make the same argument with, you know, Vancouver, well, they, no, they had Luongo, so that it wasn't, Luongo, was, yeah. so I guess that doesn't hold water, but I mean, I, it, you know, in, in some situations, it, it's definitely a, a goaltending solidified, or was it just everybody get hot at the right time, and at least for those 2010 flyers, you can definitely say that that was the case. Right, and then, and then more, more recently, look, look, look at what's going on in Nashville. Yeah. Like, they went to the cup final against Pittsburgh, you know, they, and the following year they had their best season ever in, in team history. And then they, they were bounced and the, they got bounced in the second round and they've, it's been, a, it's been a struggle ride. And like, nope, <laughs> you know, they, they, they traded away Subban. They've, they've made some other moves. They fired their coach, <laughs> you know, like it's, and, and, you know, they, this year they really scuffled this year. So, I mean, it's, and, no, more, more, more on that team. We're we're gonna we're gonna hit on Nashville a little bit later on too. But let's so let's talk about the team that won the Stanley Cup. Okay, let's have a Bay Lightning. Um, the Lightning win their second Stanley Cup in team history. Um, they're 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 two for three in the Cup final. So that's a, that's a good percentage out of yeah, three, yeah. you know. Um, and, and I and I saw that so. They when they won the cup on Monday, that was uh, Dave Andrewchuk's birthday, who was the captain for the Lightning when they won their first Stanley Cup back in two thousand and four. Oof, like that. It's, <laughs> and that's one of those things. It's like, man, that was two thousand, like yeah, two thousand, like because because in my head, because I just remember that playoff run so clearly. I'm just like, oh, that was like that. That wasn't that long ago. And then it's like, oh, no, that was that yeah. was that long ago. That was also one of those playoffs that when the Wings lost because of how they lost to Calgary, I was so done with the NFL at that point. The NFL? The NHL at that point. Like, I didn't want any <laughs> part of the playoffs at that point. Yeah, sorry, wrong league. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I, that, was, that was, I think, a part of the height of my fandom, and I'm just like, no, I'm done with the playoffs. <laughs> NHL is dead to me now. <laughs> Not good. Um, well, well, if, if you – if you talk to Calgary Flames fans, they'll tell you that the Lightning have two asterisks uh, Stanley Cups because uh, game six of the 2004 Cup Final where if you ask any Calgary Flames fan, the Flames scored that goal, scored a goal in overtime and won, that, and won the Stanley Cup in overtime. But What was it? it was, uh, was it a, just a it, rough? It was, it, was, it was inconclusive because it was the puck – like I will say this as an impartial person of, of, of at the time, it looked like the puck was in because like it was like it it hit Hobby Bullen's pad like it looked like it was behind the goal line and he kicked and he kicked it out real quick. It was like a bang bang play and you know two thousand four technology, right? <laughs> but, a little different than it is now. Yeah, but you know. I, I thought it was in. I thought they. I thought the. I thought they won the the game. The Flames won, but you know, hey, who am I? But, yeah, they're a Canadian team. That's fine. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so the so the Tampa Lightning um, won the Stanley Cup. Um, everyone's first cup on the team, with the exception of one guy, <laughs> who who I think is still partying hard, and uh, Patrick Maroon. Yep. 
Um, he goes back to back. He does a reverse Hosa. Um, <laughs> still waiting for my overtime goal, Marion. Still wait or for, still waiting oh. for my playoff goal, Marion. Still waiting for it. Oh man. We're <laughs> going the cup finals and it might be different. That's I and I, I I just I just love that because like we both have have our have our things. <laughs> oh, man. We we both just have our things, right? That are just like that we're just never gonna let go of. And that is hundred percent yours. They got him to score big playoff goals and <laughs> score goals in the cup finals, and he just an offer in a seven game series, an offer in the cup finals. And, and, and also another little fun piece of trivia here. Um, picks number one, three, and five of the 2000 NHL draft won, won their first Stanley Cup together. Steve Stamkos was the number one pick. Okay. You want to, you want to take a, uh, just a shot at the dark at the, at the, at the other two guys? Say, okay, say it one more time. All right, picks one, three, and five. One, three, and five. Eight draft, yeah. Of the 2008 draft. Yep. Um, uh, Braden Coburn, actually? No. So they were drafted by somebody else, obviously, and ended up in Tampa. Yes. That's the point of this. Yes. So, so who wasn't uh, um, Zach Bogosian on high pick? He was went third to Atlanta. Ryan McDonough? No. Kucherov, Stamkos, Point, Polanco. No. I'm I'm out. All right, I'm gonna give you a hint. Yeah. All right. He's similar to Zach Bogosian. They play the same position. Oh, Luke Shen. There, yep. Number five to Toronto. Luke Shen. And and out with that, the top five picks from the 2008 draft have all have all won a Stanley Cup. Stamkos. You want to guess who two was? Give me the team. Give me a pick. Uh, So two? Yeah, who picked? L.A. That gives it away, though. <laughs> Dowdy? Was it Dowdy? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not as good with the drafts as you are. I'm really not. It's a, it's a much harder game than you think it is going to be for me. I, it's then, very tough. All right. No, no, number four. We're going to – we're – I'll see. I, the hints I can give you for number four, let's see. I want to give you a hint without giving it away. One was Stan, so one was Stan, in a draft where one was Stamkos, two was Dowdy, three was Bogosian. Bogosian, four was it by Buffalo? Did Buffalo make the pick? No, because Buffalo no. picked Bogosian, didn't they? No, Atlanta picked Bogosian. Oh, okay. All right. Buffalo mean, actually picked Tyler Myers at 12. Oh, okay. That's respectable picking. Uh, let's see. All right, he's also a defenseman. Fourth overall pick. He's a is he good? Is he good? Yes, he is. Okay, so fourth overall pick, defenseman, two thousand eight draft. Won a Stanley Cup. Has won a Stanley Cup. That puts him in his thirties. Uh, uh, John Carlson. No, he was not a high pick. I, I just tell me. <laughs> just tell me. Come on, you're you're so you're right there. Come on, you're right there. You're right, I'm right there. there. 
You're close. Th- think about, okay, um, who, he's a good defense. He's a pretty good defense. He's a really good defenseman. Uh, his name has a lot of traction this year. Kevin Shankirk? No. A lot of people talking about Alex. Alex would, yeah. Uh, okay. Alex Peter, there it is. Yeah, there it is. I was gonna say, he was teammates with Shattenkirk. Okay. All right. There it is. Yeah. Um, okay. Other uh, other notable people taken in, in the 2008 draft. At number 31 in the Florida Panthers, um, Jacob Markstrom. Hey. Another name that's coming up here. Yeah. And um, at number 30 to the Detroit Red Wings. They took a goalie as well that year. Somebody who doesn't matter. Oh, come on. But, yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Tom McCollum. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Oh, that was a name that was around for a long time that was going to be the future of this franchise until he definitely was not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's – um. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ironically, but you know, hey, maybe Detroit gets Markstrom eventually gets Markstrom anyway, right? Maybe it works itself out. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I don't know if necessarily Markstrom was, um, was Markstrom really known? Like, I feel like he's a, a new addition to this. Like, it, it's been the last year or two, maybe three, where Markstrom's been a guy that you'd really want. Well, team. he well, he was always like kind of a high guy. Like people thought highly of him as a goalie because because he was a big goalie, and he and he's got he has good athleticism. But uh, Tommy McCollum, not the highest goalie drafted that year. Uh, the National Predators at eighteen took uh, the legendary Chet P- Picard. Yeah, legendary. <laughs> yeah. Well, let let me break everybody's heart. Because this is my favorite favorite game of all time. <laughs> you know, we, we get down these draft goals, which we really shouldn't do. Roman Yossi went 38. So you could have left Markstrom and uh, McCollum <laughs> at the door. And really, why don't you go out and get yourself Roman Yossi at 38? And that's <laughs> probably the best thing. Yeah, yeah. Nat- Nashville really rebounded with that, sec- with that second round over that first round, huh? Yeah. <laughs> See, that's why, I, maybe, that's why I just can't get on board with it. I just can't do the NHL draft. I just can't. I just can't keep up with it. And that decade? Yeah, so it's, you know, uh, Eric Carl, other notable players, Eric Carlson went 15. Uh, pro- he's probably going high, uh, probably going a little bit higher now, huh? Yeah. In the redraft. <laughs> probably higher than Colton Tubert, who went 13, that's for sure. Definitely higher than Kyle Beach at 11 Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of oopsies there, huh? Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm just, just, I swear we're going to talk about the Lightning. I promise you we will. <laughs> yeah, John, What's the talk about? They're the, they're the come champions and they walk through the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. John Carlson went 27 in Washington. All right. Um, so, so what, the Lightning won the cup. You know, so you 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 think that uh, you know there's going to be some excitement, right? Yeah, I would think so. There'll be some excitement with, with the with the play by play call. You know, let's and let's just check out that excitement. This is the lightning play by play caller, Dave Mishkin.
God, are you a cartoon? <laughs> but hey, no, I, I just I, I love the ending there with uh, Phil Esposito. Just you have Michigan just going crazy, and then just listen to the end here. Wow. Oh, did you say all? I- <laughs> wow. <laughs> just wow. like. <laughs> what well, I mean, but what? I don't know. There's something weird about getting that excited when you know you're supposed to win. Why didn't you? I mean, I don't know. Well, oh, what? Did you, I mean, you're up to nothing. You were dominating. What's what's the wow factor there? I don't know. Is there a wild did you, did, Were you not excited in 2002? No, I was relieved. I really think oh. I was relieved. <laughs> oh, I was excited, man. Yeah, I mean, excited, but I was jumping up and down. The, just that call is ri- ridiculous. That call is ridiculous. <laughs> Calm down, dude. <laughs> well, well, he he is the Lightning's play-by-play. You're right. You're so, right. You know, that's, he's going to have some excitement. Right? And if that's the thing, maybe that's the thing. If that's the thing, that's just the thing. And that's, you know, a lot of different, a lot of different voices sound a lot of different ways. And I mean, we're <laughs> blessed here that we have, you know, two great ones on our radio and television coverage. And, you know, a lot of fan bases can't say that. So that is true. Yeah. A lot of fan bases like uh, Boston have to deal with terrible people. Exactly. Right. So the lightning, they have some, uh, they, they have some decision. They have some decision making here. They uh, sure do. Sergeyev, he's RFA. Um, Anthony Sorelli's RFA. I mean, obviously, you 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 probably want to go ahead and keep those guys, right? Yeah, especially Sergachev. Yeah. Um. Now, now the question: Do they bring back Luke Shen, Shattenkirk, or Bogosian? Um. And you know what, what's what's that number going to look like if they do? Um. Be, because of whatever you do in two years, Braden Point's going to go. Hey, I I want to get paid. <laughs> so and. And you really actually only have like five million, roughly. Yeah. In cap space. So I don't. I mean, this is the this is the this is the trouble of getting old or being good. Yeah. Um. I think old. Yeah, other defensemen are kind of old. They need to. I, I I wouldn't be. I mean, they need to figure out really kind of how to ship out probably Tyler Johnson and Alex Horn. That would be, I think, the dream scenario for them would be to get both of those guys out. Well, so there was this, there's this rumor. We talked last week how we don't like rumors, right? But like, bring it up because it was it was talked about by credible by people who I actually listen to, incredible sources, and they even said that they don't think there's any validity to it. It's just people talk thinking out loud. Okay, but um. There, there, kind of. There was an insinuation that the Lightning and the Wings would make a little deal, where the Lightning would would trade the Red Wings Sorelli, and then the Red Wings would like do a little sign and sign them, and then ship them back to Tampa. Like, again, sincerely doubt that's what's going to. Wait, what? Say that yeah. again. Yeah. So yeah, you heard what I said. Uh, the Lightning would trade Sorelli uh, to Detroit. And like add add a pick too, and then the wings will like science early, then trade them back to Tampa. 
what what does that allow for? What? Well, they would do Sorelli and like another player, like a, a like a Kalorn or Gord or someone. They'd add them all. Then then and then they would the Wings would sign them and then send them back and then the Wings would. But I'm like, well, and and they and they even said they're they're like the reason that doesn't make sense is if you're just going to do that, why don't you just trade Gord to the Red Wings and then it opens up cap space to sign Sorelli? Yeah, I yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, it's you know. I, which, which here's the thing. I could see the Wings and Lightning doing a deal together. Sure. Kind of like what we um, saw, kind of like a McDonough type thing, for sure. Yeah. I can see the Wings and Lightning do, what, working together for a deal because Eiserman clearly still has some good standing there. And, you know, it's it, no different than what uh, Ken Holland did, did with the Red Wings, you know, this year in, in Edmonton. You know, you yeah. still kind of have that have that thing. I mean, I personally, I think, you know, I, I think, you know, if, if I, if, if I'm the lightning GM, okay. If I'm Brisebois, right. Clearly you've gotten all you're going to get out of Sergeyev. So I would just go ahead <laughs> and, and ship him out. Like, yeah, how much better is he really going to get? You know, he's 22. He's getting older. You know, he's only going to get older from here. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> You think that about the twenty-two-year-old? That's right, Walt. All right, he's only, he's only gonna get older. There's a better chance. I seriously think there's a better shot of them shipping out Hedman than you do Sergachev because of the seven-year age difference. <laughs> okay, fine. I, well, and that's what I said was ridiculous, and now we added ridiculous to ridiculousness. Well, yeah, you know, it's. I mean, obviously, I'm joking. About of course. That. Like, no, obviously, you know. <laughs> no, and that's obviously you are. He's he's not. Come on. <laughs> I mean, what what I mean, but they they are going to have to ship out somebody good because when you ship out somebody good, you don't have to. That's just then. When you ship out somebody good, you don't have to resign them. And I say that because that's the issue. You know, you're going to ship out somebody right. good so that you can save the cash on having to re-sign them, and then use that cash to sign somebody else. So I mean, you know. The loss of, I mean, I said, you know, Johnson and Kalorn because, I mean, those guys are under contract and, yeah. you know, have you gotten what you can out of those guys? And, you know, I, I believe you said that, you know, there was the uh, Matthew, is it Matthew Joseph? Yes. There's a young forward that they, that they like. Um, Mitchell Stevens saw time, saw some playing time. I liked what Cardi Ver, Cardi, Carter Verhege seemed to do on the third line or fourth line. He seemed to be noticeable when he was there. Yeah. And he's on pay too, so you, that's another contract you got to get. You know, so you're going to basically, you know, you have the pieces to replace a Johnson and Kalorn in-house right away. So those would be – those are why I look at those two names and, you know, if you can get those guys out, that's $9.5 and now yeah. you actually can do some stuff. Now, I so stay with me here. Like, I'm, I'm not I – pro, I promise you I'm not going to – this isn't crazy talk, right? I, All right, here we go. I got the, the crazy talk is over. I promise the crazy talk is over. I will be the judge of that. What do you Okay. Got? So with Lightning, they won a Stanley Cup. They look dominant. They look dominant through throughout most of it, right? Yep. Um, that they had a couple hiccups here and there, but overall, you know, they they were the they they were the Tampa Bay Lightning team that we that we expect to see. Sure. Yeah. Um. And they did it without Stamkos. Mm-hmm. Now, he's the captain and everything. 
He has four years left on his deal. I, he's at eight and a half mil. Do you entertain mo- mo- moving him? Oh, that, I don't think that's crazy at all. I, I absolutely Is would. That, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not basing this off of anything that I've heard or, or read or anything. Like I, cause I, like stating it right now, I, I do not think the Tampa Bay Lightning are actively shopping Steven Stamkos right now as we speak. However, no one's untradeable, right? I right. mean, and, and we're, and we're, I mean, if, if anything, I mean, you, I feel like Braden Point and Kucherov have kind of put their stamp on this team. This is like their team. Yeah, no, I, I, I think they'd be stupid to not be listening to it. Because if you can take, if you can open up eight and a half million, um, and, and, you know, the, the contracts that they have up and that are coming up, uh, you know, I'm actually, I mean, we're talking all this conversation about their forwards. Look, they got, they got Hedman, McDonough and Coburn under contract. I always assume that RFAs gonna, are going to get taken care of. So, so uh, Chernak and, and Sergeyev are coming up, but okay. Who's the sixth, seventh and eighth defenseman. Right. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you're, you're losing, you know, what, I don't know how good Jan Ruda really is, but he obviously helped them. You know, Jen <laughs> Shattenkirk, Bogosian. I mean, all those guys are gone. So you got I, – I mean, you have to look at seriously deciding somebody's got to go. <laughs> They're all not fitting under the cap. Yeah. And, you know, I, and obviously the, you did everything you did with Stamkos playing three minutes, oddly enough scoring a goal, but <laughs> playing three minutes in the playoffs. You'd be crazy to not think, hey, we can do this now – the one thing that you and I will don't know and we'll never know is how much of it is, you know, what does he mean in terms of just locker room? Do you lose the locker room by making that move? And I, you know, that would be the one thing that you'd really need to ask yourself. Yeah. That they'd have to ask, or they'd have to ask themselves is the rock, you know, are your players going to revolt? And just flip their shit if if they leave, and that's that's kind of what you need to see. Yeah, I mean, and you know, and for what it's worth, he he has a no move clause. So if he if he does get traded, it's 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 on his terms. You know, yeah, he, he has to say yes. You know, so and and I and I think that uh, that I know for a fact that uh, I'm pretty sure Buffalo will be on on his uh, one of his teams that he's going to say absolutely do not trade me there. Yeah, let him learn there. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Eric. <laughs> I know you, you feel for him, but you almost, you know, that's why you read the fine print of anything you do. <laughs> There's no way Buffalo is going to take me. Eric trading Buffalo. God, what? I know. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> I, I mean, how would you? I, so obviously, off top, but like, how do you make that mistake even? Like, why would you? I mean, you're you not. You did not think Buffalo would. <laughs> Buffalo would would be interested. I mean, like, but I don't understand why you wouldn't think that. You have one year left at three point five, and you've scored thirty million, or or you scored thirty, you scored thirty million. You scored thirty million. You're kind of you've scored thirty goals recently. I'm actually kind of thinking that you know, damn near any team would want a guy like that. No. Yeah. Why would you think you know? Ah, no, no, Buffalo won't. Well, I I I think his assumption was probably they're going to look for a younger guy. But you have one year left. That should, yeah. that's, what, that's what makes me like you. I mean, seriously, you are open to anybody because your contract expires. You're done after this. 
Well, well, there, there, there were there were ten teams he absolutely did not want to go to more than Buffalo. So, <laughs> I, I kind of want to know is that list out there. Um, I could probably find it. So. No, no, don't I mean, don't waste your time now. I mean, I easily yeah. could probably work the Google too. I just wonder if that's something that is actually out there. Yeah, I mean, like, usually some sometimes it'll it'll they'll 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 post it. They'll they'll, they'll say what it what a player's are. Uh, no team, ten team no move is, but but yeah, it's just <laughs> all right. So anyway, so the the Victor Hedman wins a Con Smythe uh, as MVP in the playoffs. Well deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, I he he did it all for him. You know he <laughs> scored goals, made plays. Like if 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 they needed if they needed something to be done, you know Victor Hedman got it done for him. End up ends up with with an assist in uh in in the, in the clinching game there. Now, granted, if it, if it, if I was voting, my vote was going to go to Braden Point, and I, and I'm usually the defenseman guy, the defensive guy who goes with the defenseman. Yep. But I mean, I, I like my vote would have would have gone to Braden Point just because I he su- he was such a game changer for 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 this Lightning team. You know why? What I think hurts him was how good Kucherov was. Yeah, it's kind of like I'm. I'm. There's some surprise factor that Drysaddle, and I know the points and all that stuff. Like, like Drysaddle and McDavid, it almost makes him tough to vote for MVP. Yeah, because yeah, because the other one's there. So I think you know, if you make point MVP, then what do you <laughs> what do you say to Kucherov, who had what damn near 30 assists in the playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, which is just ridiculous when you really think about it so I, I feel like a lot of times that it happens to each other to teammates and obviously you know you got to pick someone so you like you take point Gudroff and say okay well they're di- they're not interchangeable but they did it they had each other so that gives yeah. that's what gives Hedman the the position yeah Kudrov had 27 assists 34 34 points it's remarkable like that's, I mean, that's just... really remarkable <laughs> And Brady Point at 14 goals. So, I mean, it's <laughs> – Right. Like, so, yeah, it's – I mean that's, – That's almost – that kind of – to me, that actually proves the point. That's yeah. That's hand-in-hand comes in. He had double the goals and Kucherov did, but Kucherov had double the – I mean, what, damn near double the assist, and that's, you know, it's the two fed to each other. So, it's just yeah. that one was more important than the other in my mind. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, but, you know, Victor Hedman – Deserves it. Like, don't do not get me wrong. I'm, I'm not trying to take anything away from Victor Hedman. He is one of the best defensemen in the NHL um, today. You know, so hey, good on him. The the big Swede, uh, following the footsteps of other great Swedish defensemen. Um, you know, Nick Cronwall and Jonathan Erickson, and I, I can't think of any other Swedish defensemen though. I think you got them all. Had. Oh, Eric Carlson. It's, oh, yeah, Eric Carlson. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one you got. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of any other ones, man. Like I don't. No, that's that that cover that covers them all. You're good. You got them. Yeah. <laughs> none. The answer is none. Yeah. There's none other one. That uh, that Nick guy. Yeah, he was. He played for the Wings. Not Cronwall though. The other one. Uh, I'd still take him over <laughs> half the defenseman on the roster. He's fifty now. <laughs> He hasn't played in what? When was the last time he wins last night? I don't know. I don't care. Put him on the roster. He retired in 2012, right? Yeah. Eight years? Yeah. Still better. 
Oh man, I regret nothing. That's true. Yeah, I, I, I hope I. For the record, I was joking about naming Cronwall and Erickson ahead of Nick Lich. <laughs> That's great. That's yeah, I'm guessing you got to think the people that are listening to us know our. Like, hey, like, I, I just, I just feel like I should right, just you know, make that make just just put it out there. Like this was clear. That was clear. Yeah, no. You're right, because that's how bad things happen, is that people take that stuff seriously. So, good call. Good call. All right. So, so let's uh, – so, well, that, that's it. Season's over. Um, now we're, we're getting ready for the offseason. Um, ooh, we, we have a trade. Wow, breaking news. What do we, we got? We have a trade here. Uh the Chicago Blackhawks have traded Ole Mata to the LA Kings for Brad Morrison. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna... Morrison, 23, has yet to play in the NHL, scored 19 points in 17 games for Fort Wayne and ECHL. So there you go. God, Oli Mata's only 26. Yeah. I feel like he's older. Yeah. I feel like he's like 32. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's been hurt as much as a 32-year-old. He's been yeah. around as long as a 32-year-old. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Well, Kings get a little bit better defensively. You can't add, you know, you add a guy like Oli Mata, you're going to be better defensively. Blackhawks, <laughs> I assume, is probably a salary dump for them. Yeah. I could, I could be wrong, but I, you know. I mean, well, well, the LA Kings are going to, I mean, I don't, I don't know why they're training for a defense, but they're going to, when they're going to draft one Tuesday. Stop. Okay. Give up. <laughs> wow. Good. Good on cap friendly. They already have the deal made and everything. Like cap friendly getting, getting the work done. Well, the Blackhawks, they have five, five defensemen under contract for next year. The Blackhawks do? Yeah. Now, is that, and, uh, that assumes Seabrook's going to play, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's on IR. Yeah. I don't. Mm. Probably going to stay on IR, huh? So, what? Keith DeHaan, <laughs> Murphy, Bocas, Slater Cuckoo, and Brent Seabrook. Well, have fun with that. Um, That'll be fine. So, do, I mean, we'll do this lightning round style. You ready? Okay. Go. Okay. Who, person-wise, really changed your mind for the positive during the entire bubble play? Who, who woke Walt up and was like, wow, th- this guy. This guy. Oh, who was like, like the first players who impressed me? Yep. Um. <laughs> New, because you can't say Matt Bar- or Barzell. Yeah, yeah. I, no, no, no. I've been on the Barzell train for a while. Um, yeah. honestly, I mean, honestly, Anton Kadobin. Sure, sure. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, or actually, you know what? Pick a goalie between Kadobin, um, Markstrom, and and Demko. You know, either one of those guys where you just kind of like, huh? Now, now you just kind of wonder, like, okay, was that? Was that real? Or, you know, was that just kind of a, a flash in a pan? Like, oh, 
like we're, we we got hot at the right time, you know. You know I mean, probably much more fictional. You know, like so it's. I mean, is is now now granted, I would I would I'm gonna I'm just gonna assume that uh, Thatcher Demko isn't gonna face eight face 127 shots in two games. I mean. Yeah. A bit of an exaggeration on that, but not by much. Yeah, not. You know, really, no, <laughs> you know I, I assume that you know the Canucks are going to play better, right, yeah. defensively, and not like let their goalie just get assaulted for 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 three games. Canucks who have some difficult decisions to make, as a matter yeah. of fact. So, um, but but yeah, I think the the goalies definitely. Um, what about the reverse? Anybody that you kind of lost a little bit of your luster, lost a little sheen in your mind? Uh, Hick of flame. Okay. <laughs> well, then that leads into the next question. Was it as an entire team, did an entire team disappoint you? Uh, the team that uh, – I think the Flyers, man. Yeah, because they never looked good. The, the fly, yeah, the Flyers, they just left me, like, feeling incomplete. Like, I want more, but I don't know how much more they really had to give. I like that. Um, Would be, which is kind of concerning to me for a team that's – they're not very old. No. You know, but, like, it's – but, yeah, the Flyers, they just kind of left me, like, okay. Yep. I mean, and and would would um would Nolan would Nolan Patrick made made that much more of a difference for them? Had he been healthy, maybe I guess I don't know. Like I, I can't answer that question. But you know, but yeah, the the, the Flyers really left me kind of like. Uh, Who impressed you the most as a team? I mean. <laughs> The 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 Dallas the tie between the Dallas Stars and uh and and Islanders probably yeah, makes sense. Uh, anything you'd like to realistically see stay from bubble life hockey? Yeah, um, ha- having having playoff games in the afternoon. I knew. I actually <laughs> wrote. I actually wrote. For instance. Tuesday hockey at 3 p.m. is great, but realistically, no chance of that happening. Yeah, no, no, that's not going to happen at all. But, I mean, uh, but like, and, and, and to, until you get fans back in the arenas, why not? Right. <laughs> you know? Because you're, you're, you just have these seven, you just have the game starting at 7 o'clock or 7.30 for, for fans. Right. And coming into the building, there's – why? Why not? If you're, if you know, you're, you're just playing, and no, and no, there's no fans in the stands. Yeah, two o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon. Give, give me some afternoon hockey. It's it'll be fine. I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't hate it, but uh, <laughs> um, non. So, how about most likely non-bubble team to make the playoffs? Most likely non non-bubble team to what you mean next year? And he's gone again. Oh man, we're just putting it together next year. Okay, so you you went away. You went away. We asked um, the non bubble. Sorry, I internet you verse whatever. 
Yeah. Internet most likely a non-bubble team to get to make a playoff run next year. Okay, so so of, of, of the teams that weren't involved, that didn't that didn't never restarted. Yep. The, the the seven teams who are out. Ah, uh, yep. Most likely to make the. I mean, on paper, you just look at it on paper. It has to be the San Jose Sharks. Because I mean that's a that's a team with a lot of talent that just was not good this year. I mean, not good. <laughs> I mean again, not Detroit bad, but you know that sixty three points. Yeah, you know they were third worst team in the league, and you know so on paper I would have to say the San Jose Sharks on paper, but. That's, I mean, it's probably the best bet I would, I would agree with. Yeah, San Jose, you, you know what? Just because Jersey. Jersey, why not? Okay. Jersey. Sure. Any of the final 16, most likely of the final 16 to not make the playoffs? Well, Chicago. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I, think- I don't know. You still got Kane and Taves. You got yeah. – you got uh, – Keenan Taves, and then there's Keenan Taves, and and, yeah. and Brinkett, and and two, uh, you know, you got guys. There are guys yeah. there. I didn't know. I thought maybe even in Montreal possible. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think it's a, it's probably a tie. I, it's probably a tie between those two teams. Chicago, and Montreal, I think. Um, okay. I mean, if yeah, I mean, if if you want, if you want me to go really wacky and crazy, how about this? Dallas Stars miss the playoffs next year. Ooh, I like it. I like it. So yeah, there we go. I, I won't. I won't go with the obvious one. I'll go with the fun one. I'll say Dallas won't make the playoffs. Beautiful. Yeah. Perfect. All right. <laughs> I wrote those a while ago. I wanted to get those out. Got them out. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Good. Perfect, man. Yeah. Good. That was fun. Yeah, that was good. I, I wasn't. I wasn't expecting that either. So that was a that was a nice out of the blue. Uh... Well, you do all the work. It was about time that I finally decided to start doing work, so that's that's the work that I do. Well, well, you carried the show last week because I was um, absolutely awful. I was dreadful, man. Well, see these earlier shows. I feel like we're both on it today. Yeah, we're we're good to go. All right, so um, I want to with with this this season coming to an end. We're we're, in, we're gonna we're gonna get we got the draft coming up uh, this week, and then it's gonna be free agency. Um, what teams? And I kind of, I kind of have, I have a couple, I have two teams in mind. One, one from both the East and the West. Um, but what what teams do you see? They could have been a bubble team, not a bubble team, whatever. Um, but but what? Just picking a team from East and West. What teams could you see kind of doing a let's go all in and let's and let's try to get the, let's let's try to win one now. Going into this offseason. Colorado and Boston. Okay. I'm so I'm, I'm with you with Colorado. Um, you've kind of convinced me more Colorado. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> um, but no, I well, I mean, at the end of the day, if Johnson and their number one and uh, either their one or two goalie are able to play in game game seven. I, I'm sorry. I'm guessing they beat Dallas. I have no problem thinking that they beat um, Vegas, and they're in the Cup Finals this year. <laughs> I mean, Nathan McKinnon. I don't. I don't 
this was my first real exposure to Nathan and McKinnon. And what, what I didn't know about him is he plays hard over 200 feet of ice. Yes, he does. Um, they, and you know, highlight packages are meant to kind of obviously highlight one particular, yeah, right, that was, yeah. the, that was the thing. Like you, they showed some great defensive plays that this guy that had a, what, 15 game point streak yeah. and damn near 30 points in, 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 in what, 16, 17 games. Yeah. Just, I have a hard time thinking that that team can't always make a run. And you know, I Boston seems to be like in this final two for Ekman Larson. Um, which, which, like, I don't understand what's going on there. It's and like, you put this in, you put that in Walt's <laughs> thoughts, and 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 the reason why they're like, then you're like, well, why not just resign Tory Crew? Which I think it's it's what that does is the, the trade for Ekman Larson allows you to ship out money, yeah, to be able to get it done, right. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I mean, and and if both sides are just ready to move on from each other, that can yeah. that can also be a thing too. But yeah, I mean, I, I I like. I mean, I'm on a Colorado train. I mean, I can. Here's the thing: I'm not sold on Grubauer as a goalie. I'm just yeah. not. And I can see them. I can see the Avalanche, and I I the Avs are one of the teams who I think, and we're gonna we're, we'll we'll hit on him too. Here soon, I could see Henrik Lundqvist possibly going to Colorado, and because because I, I feel like that's going to be a kind of a two goal that's going to be a two goalie system there with that team, and and you know you have a very good team in front of you, so and I I feel like Fran Francouz or Francois, whatever, like he didn't do anything to impress me when he when he got into the net. And Michael Hutchison, he's a UFA, and I think he's going to stay that way. I don't see him going. I don't see Colorado resigning him. Sure. So, I mean, I could. I mean, I could see them making a move like that. I also think they they could add it forward. You know, a Taylor Hall, or you know, Mike Hoffman, um, go, going after a defenseman, whether it be Petrangelo or or Brody or Krug. I mean, I you know, I, I think they they can add one more guy on our on our blue line because I mean. For, I mean, for for Colorado, you know, they next year Landis Gog, he's 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 UFA. Um, I mean, they they have McKinnon for another three years at six point three, which feels like a steal. Oh, because it is. <laughs> you know, it's just like it I, feels that way because factually it is. <laughs> right? Yeah, he should have. He should be making more than that, and but and and now you have one more year before McCarr's RFA and. You know, he just won the Calder, so you're gonna have to pay him money. And I mean, and do you just give him a long term deal, or do you do a bridge deal, and then he wins a Norris Trophy, and then you're going, oh well, now we're giving you eleven million dollars instead of maybe just giving you eight, eight or nine. But I mean, so I, I, but I could, I could see the Avalanche kind of going all in. The team from the East for me. That 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 I think could probably just say, you know what? Let's let's do it. let's just go for it. It's Columbus. Interesting. Um, because they're 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 one of the they're one of the teams linked to Winnipeg and a possible uh, Line A deal. Well, because that's how they're going to have to do it. That's, yeah. the, that's the problem of, of a market right. like Columbus 
is you're going to have to trade for him, and there are pieces to get via trade. So, um, and and you, you you got two more years, and then Seth Jones is going to be UFA, and Rowinski is going to be RFA, and no, and Jones is making five five four, and Rowinski is making five. I think they're going to get raises. <laughs> <laughs> That's bold, Walt. That is bold. <laughs> I know, I know. Me, my, my, here. My, my, my bold prediction. But, I mean, and, I mean, Nunavara, he, he was, he, he played, he played well for him. Uh, Savard, Savard and Ryan Murray played play solid for him. I could see them possibly looking at, at another defenseman. And again, maybe, maybe you, you make a trade to sign someone or something to make some room. I don't, I don't really know. But I mean, I. But that's a team, and we we saw we saw last year. You know, Yarmo kicked the line, and he went like he 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 made all the trades. Yeah. You know, and to to win that to win a playoff round, and they they won their playoff round. You know. <laughs> you know what we never talked about, which uh, how did John or um Tortorella? Yeah, John. How did John Tortorella not win coach coach of the year? a team that lost one of the top five players in the league, a second-line center, a two-time Vezina Trophy winner, gets back to the playoffs having the same amount of points that they had through 71 games. Yeah. And as much as you can get a team to the ropes in a five-game series or in a five, in getting, losing a series in five games – they had Tampa on the ropes again, as much as you can be getting knocked out in five. Right. So point being, they obviously have the coach on the back end that can get, that can lead you because that, I mean, he was remarkable. That, that's some remarkable, that's some outstanding coaching that they did. Oh, well, well, he probably didn't want to win it because he doesn't want to get fired in two years. Well, that's true. And also, <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed to win the Stanley Cup or you shouldn't be allowed to be coach of the year if you literally have a line called the perfection line. I'm sorry. I feel like that should be a criterion. If you have a perfection <laughs> line, a line that is considered perfect, can't be coach of the year. Can't do it. All right. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm not arguing with you. Thank you. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I, that's I like it. Columbus, they'd have to do it all during, doing trades, but like you said, I think their GM yeah, just has, you know, their GM's proven. They can, he can make some trades. I mean, no, it's, and it's just one of those things where, like, I'm just, just looking at, again, this is just me just looking at teams who, because, I mean, and I, I feel like you got to, you, and we've talked about it before, where you got to have that heartbreak factor, right? So who's going to be that team next year? Because it feels like, you know, every year the team that wins the cup, they, they have the heartbreak factor. Look, Tampa, they got swept. They were embarrassed last year. Mm-hmm. You know, they you know they had swept in the first round. You know, they they by by the lowest rated by the lowest seed in the playoffs. You know, they got swept. Um, you know, and you know the year before that, you go back to Washington. The years of heartbreak for the Capitals. Yeah. You know, so 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 you like who has a heartbreak factor? I look, it's like Columbus is just a team to me that just jumps out to me. It's like they. They they had confidence, you know, this year, and and they they lost that series in five games. But I mean, that was probably the toughest way to lose a five game series. You know, yeah. it was a five, every game was every it was every game was a one goal game with the exception of one. And you know, you had the the five overtime marathon. 
And you had you were up two in the game you got the, knocked out on. Yeah. So yeah, up two at eight to go. Yeah, and you probably should have won. And it was boom, boom, boom. All of a sudden, it's tied and it's overtime. And it's just like you just had that sense of inevitability came in. as like this. Well, it's over now. It's all. It's not if Tampa's going to win this thing in overtime. It's is it going to be in the first, second, or third overtime? Right. You know. So I mean, there's just a team to me that just kind of pops up to me as like that team that uh, that that's going to be there. Yeah, no, I don't hate it. I don't hate that call at all. Um, so, so just just for fun here, the last the last uh, few winners of the uh, Jack Adams Award for Coach of the Year, Paul McClain in 2013 with Ottawa, fired shortly after. 2014, Patrick Waugh for Colorado, he was fired shortly after. Bob Hartley, 2015, Calgary Flames, he was he was gone soon after. Barry Trotz, 2016 with the Washington Capitals. He stuck around. <laughs> he did. Got himself a cup. He stuck around, but that, yeah. But still uh, gone years later. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. John Tortorella, 2017. He's, he's still there. Good for him. Uh, Gerard Gallant, 2018, Vegas Golden Knights. Not there anymore. Nope. Uh, Barry Trotz won with the Islanders last year. So, you know, he still got some time. And now this year, Bruce Cassidy, as you brought it up. But, yeah, so – a little bit of the kiss of death there. A little bit. <laughs> a little, a little you kind of, you know, all, uh, all those all those coaches were, were were no longer with that team within two, Tortorella being the exception, because uh, Gallant Gallant's gone. You know, two, it's like two you two years after you win coach of the year. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it, it's the 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 trigger the NHL coaching head coach um, trigger pull seems is very quick, except yeah. in Detroit where. Remarkably, Jeff Blaschel is like entering his seventh season, and it's like the second longest tenured coach in the league, or third longest tenured coach in the league. He, yeah, and he's the longest tenured coach in Detroit sports. And that's not changing anytime soon. No, <laughs> it's and I I always kind of go back to the summer of uh, two thousand five, where all four Detroit teams change coaches. Because the, the the wings let go of Dave Lewis, the Tigers fired um, Alan Trammell. Yep. Lions fired whoever the hell their coach was at the time. <laughs> Somebody who sucked. And 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 Larry Brown left the Pistons, and so and then you know so we had this, this turnover and Babcock won a Stanley Cup with Detroit. Yeah. Jim Leland was hired as a Tigers manager, and he Love Jim Leland took the Tigers to a couple World Series. Um, Flip Flip Sanders took over for the Pistons. He had success with the Pistons, but they were kind of on their way down. They were, and the Detroit Lions have had like fourteen coaches, and and no playoff wins. (laughs) No playoff. Oh, they haven't. No, they haven't. Crazy. It's crazy. Wow, won a playoff game. I hadn't heard. I seriously had not heard. Pick a time frame. Whoa. (laughs) Pick a time frame. Right. Yeah, I feel like something like I wonder how long that's been and like how many playoff games they've won since the '60s. If I if I only knew something like that, I'm pretty sure you count on one finger. Uh-huh. Oh man! <laughs> I, all right. So, well, you know, here's the thing. Since we're talking about awards, and I kind of I kind of alluded to it last week, I want to talk about this the, the heart debate. 
and we we kind of and you we sort you sort of alluded to it a little bit when we were talking about the uh, Conn Smythe. Um, Leon Drysaddle won a Hart Trophy. Now, as MVP of the league, now this see the way I look at it is I don't think most valuable and best are the same thing. They are not right. And 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 now and so your finalists are Drysaddle, McDavid, and McKinnon. My vote for you know what it matters, and I can't stress this enough. It doesn't. <laughs> what it for Nathan McKinnon? <laughs> Like I don't like the NHL. They're not calling me anytime soon to uh, and you don't know this. caring about who I think should win, win the heart or like, I don't even think they're they're not even calling calling asking me who I think should uh should 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 be a three stars. <laughs> 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 I'm not getting that right. <laughs> but but now again, like my vote would have been Nathan McKinnon because and as you said, it's kind of hard when you have teammates, right? Because you can look at, because I feel like you can make the same argument right. for, for for both players. It's like, well, a dry side wasn't on Edmonton, the Oilers aren't aren't as good. Well, you can flip that, yeah, and say if McDavid isn't there, are the the Oilers aren't as good. Um, and I and I know that Rantanen and Landeskog are, are good hockey players, and their defense is obviously much is is much improved as well. But I. I think Colorado is making a far bigger drop off without McKinnon than the other two than Edmonton's making without either of the other two. Right now. And so a lot of people feel like, well, Connor McDavid's best player in the league. Why isn't he MVP? I'm like, well, because again, best doesn't necessarily mean most valuable. Right. And, and for me, the award I look at is the Ted Lindsay award. And that goes to the, the, the most, the that's voted on by the players. Okay. You know, that's essentially the players vote for the, 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 the best player, MVP, whatever, most outstanding player as, as it is. And Drysaddle won that this year. Kucherov won it last year and McDavid won it the two years prior. You know, mm-hmm. so, so, and that's why the players, that's the guys who are seeing these guys night in, night out on the ice against these players. So I feel like, okay, like, yeah, you say Connor McDavid is the best player in the world, but the, his, their peers are saying, well, Leon Dreisaitl's pretty damn good, and we don't enjoy playing against him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's – you know, and, and, and one of the other things that stood out to me with the voting was JT Miller received uh, one, one vote for the Hart Trophy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, that was one of those – like, it, it jumped out at me. Like, nothing against JT Miller. I think he's – Phenomenal hockey player. Did, did Patterson Former get any? Plymouth Whaler. Huh? Did Patterson get any? Yes. Okay. I mean, it's but, still ridiculous, but it yeah. becomes less out. Okay. But, yeah. but yeah, but yeah, JT Miller received, and I'm just like, I'm like, did, he has a friend. Who, yeah, right. <laughs> I wonder, is was the, the heart, is that the, is that media? Yeah. Media? Like there are some like a, a beat a beat writer in Vancouver. Yeah, that's that's who did he it. He always gives them interviews, I guess. Like, yeah, <laughs> that pretty much tells you exactly what that was. Yeah, it's voted on by. Uh, let's see, I just had it up. Uh, selected in a poll of professional hockey professional hockey writers associate association in all NHL cities. So that was a hometown vote. Yeah. That's- <laughs> That is for sure. That was, that was 100% just a hundred percent. Just that was a hometown vote. Yeah, like I, 
feel like that's what that was. I mean, again, no disrespect to him. Those are always the best. You should do that. You could do that every year. I bet go through. Just look at who who got voted for what. Yeah, and you see some. I bet hilarious <laughs> guys getting votes on stuff like that. Who who is your who who do you know? Right. No, that that's who they know. <laughs> that is exactly who they know. <laughs> you have you clearly have friends somewhere. Sir. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, so and. Uh, what else? Oh, well, I mean, the Calder that went to Kale McCarr, we already kind of brought that up a little bit, but you know, which I think very much deserving, yeah. Uh, for 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 McCarr, um, it, I mean, it was it, it was between him and um, why did I just blank on, on his name? Uh, the Brinkett was one, and then the other defenseman. <sighs> Was it the brink? Is it Quinn Hughes? Thank you. I wanted to say Kyle Quincy for some reason I cannot explain. You always, Eddie, it's always okay to drop a Kyle Quincy line. Always okay to drop a Kyle. Quincy. I, I, I don't know why I wanted to say Kyle Quincy. Without I, a doubt, you say that. To you. <laughs> yeah. I know it's not right, <laughs> but that might have given me that might have struck the chord with me, and then I would have been right with you. Um, yes, that would have been fantastic. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, Kyle Quincy. No, no. <laughs> it's oh, he could have. <laughs> like, now, now I kind of like now. I I, I just want to like start only answer questions that you know what it was because Kyle Quincy was we gave the Avalanche a first round pick for Kyle Quincy. There it is. That's okay. The first round pick would have been a waste anyway. There it is. Like no, but but that that's just the um, the tie-in. I got it's a tie-in. Yeah, there's always a tie-in. I, I swear. I promise you that. And more often, my brain than just not, works differently. And more often than not, you think of it and you get there. <laughs> yeah. So Quinn Hughes um, was was the other one. Uh, so um, the he's the first defenseman to win the Calder since uh, some dude named. Aaron Ekblad. He didn't suck either. No, and then he still doesn't because he's still playing. So no, he's still re- very good. Um, and then the defenseman to win before him back in 2010 was that when Barrett? No, nope, nope. I was wrong. <laughs> uh, Tyler Myers. Probably his best season. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and it's like it's like almost like. Almost like every five years, a defenseman wins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess that timeline does work. I'm just like, ah, oh, you know, I can't wait for this. I'm very excited for the 2023 <laughs> NHL draft because two years later, that guy we were in, went in a went in a Calder after a couple more years in the minors. Yeah, right. So you know, it's gonna be <laughs> 2023, 2024, somewhere around there. Yeah. Okay. I mean, because well, there there was no winner, so that was 2010. There was there there were no awards in 2005 because there was no season. Mm-hmm. Then, well, eh, timing throws off. 2003, Derek Chapman won. So I mean, not quite five years, but well, but he shouldn't have because that should have been Henrik Zetterberg. Yeah, so that was 2003. And one of the most ridiculous steals of theft of awards of all time. And then Brian Berard six years before. Uh, back in 97 one. How did we get here? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we got, we got, we got, we got to bring it back. 
focus on uh, what are we? Oh what are we, man, Jeez. go down the well. That's what it was. That was. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop yep. because I because um, because here's the. I'm 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 I made the decision to stop looking at rookie of the years when I start getting to uh, Brian Leach. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> so the draft is Tuesday. The draft is Tuesday. Um, and I don't know anything about the draft, but here's what I do know. <laughs> here's my here's gonna be my take. Is I think you're gonna see a little bit about the Red Wings free agent strategy, free agency strategy, I should say on Friday based on what they do Thursday or based on what they do Tuesday. Okay. And here's why. Cause I really think that if they sign or if they draft a defenseman, then I don't think that they're going to actually then go out and sign one. Okay. And the reason why I say that is because you're looking at right now, a team that's got, So you're going to have Cider, Peronik, Chalowski, Lindstrom are all in the kind of pipeline. Um, the Kaiser only has a couple years left if, or is entering his last year. So, but basically, you have four defensive prospects. And of, you know they're not going to all pan out, but I also don't think that you're going to see a whole lot of money dropped on somebody on a five-year, let's say five-year, seven million per for a guy like Tory Krug, if you ha then have a fifth defensive prospect in the system. So if you see that the Red Wings have taken a defenseman, I have a hard time seeing them going out and then signing a big-name defenseman to a long-term, high-dollar amount cap hit. Now, if they do draft a forward then I think the, the other part is true that they will definitely then, that ensures that they will go out and sign a big name, high volume, high dollar amount uh, defenseman to get better and to make themselves better long-term. So that is my fearless prediction heading into the draft. Okay. What happens Tuesday will very much lead to what happens on Friday or Friday slash Saturday. Um, that's yeah. I, here's I'm gonna be. I didn't didn't think of it that way, but yeah. Since you, now that you bring it up, that makes sense. Thank you. I I'm, I, sense, I am yeah. sensical. <laughs> I am sensical. I am wisdomous. <laughs> um. Well, well, for me, it's I I I'm, I look at the draft and. I'm not giving up on my dream, Tim. I'm not giving up on my dream. My dream here. Tim Stutzel's gonna go two <laughs> or three. Drysdale's gonna go two, and Byfield falls to the wings at four. I'm not giving up on my dream. I don't want to hear your logic and reason, sir. I don't have logic or reason. I don't. Know, <laughs> I, that's the thing. I don't have logic and reasoning here. <laughs> I, I, I just I don't know the draft well enough to have logic or reason. I have a strategy logic and reason for <laughs> team building, but I don't have a, this is what's going, who's going to be drafted. I don't see these guys. It's the reason why I used to love the NBA draft. And then they did to, they went to high schoolers could join and then the one and done. And then that rule yeah. changed like four different ways. 
And now the NBA draft means nothing to me. Yeah. Okay. Because I, because fifteen of the first round picks I've never heard of before. Fair enough. Um. So. I. So I'm. I'm. Kind of, I'm convinced that they're going to take Drysdale. I've been convinced that they're going to take take Drysdale for since they've fell to four. Um. Is what, after they fell out of the top two, it's like, well, they're going to take Drysdale because neither Byfield or Stutz was going to be avail- available. Um, now, and all of a sudden, in the last like three, four days, everything I'm listening to, everything I'm reading, it's everyone saying, don't be shocked if the Wings take the goalie Askarov at four. The only other names that I've heard are, are Profetti and Sanderson, I think, are the other yeah. names. Just, just so that people hear the name, like, because I heard Cider and I kind of blew a gasket because I'm like, of all the names I've heard, this was not one of them. Yeah. So I kind of hate the smartest guy in the room mentality because I yeah. get hurt with that with my football team. Well, yeah. So I don't necessarily want to hear it from my hockey team either. But go ahead. As you I were. mean, here, here's the thing. There's, there's a difference between your, your, the person who runs your football team and the person who's running your hockey team. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> one, 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 of, one of them is, is, has, is very successful in what they do, and the other one is Bob Quinn. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I think you do know it is true. I know it's hundred percent true. The one thing Lucas about Freeman. Steve, Sorry, that was the other name. Oh, the other one. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing about Steve Eiserman is if he if there's a player he wants, he's gonna get him. And he's yeah. not, he he shuts out everybody else's what everybody else thinks he and thinks he should do or whatever. Like he he he's gonna if there's a guy that he wants, he's gonna get him and he's not gonna apologize for it. Like he's no, he's, he's He's like in in he's like in his own you know in his own role like no this this is what I'm doing I don't care what the experts say this and the, is what I'm doing the other the other part with the NHL too and I and I and I fall victim to this with with the NFL as well is but is the draft is more than the first round and you know Braden Point was a third round pick yeah which which and which Steve Eisman told the story of how he moved up he moved he moved up one spot to get Braden Point. <laughs> because he wanted them and Minnesota was going to pick before them. And he thought maybe Minnesota would take them. And so he made a deal and, sw- and swap picks with the predators and the wild point. And Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. So like he, he makes a deal and, and switches around and boom, he gets got the guy he wanted. You know, he, he, he want, he want, he wanted cider last year and he, looked around at, at trading down no one gave him anything he wanted so he got the player he got the player he wanted you know so I mean, it's and and a lot of left a lot of people scratching their head going what the hell right i mean now now everyone now everybody has some film on the scene and play and it's like oh no no this guy's good yeah <laughs> you know he's good yeah okay. and and then it's like one of those things like Hey, maybe he knows what he's doing. Let's give it some time, guys. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I mean, he he does have some first round misses, but I'm I'm also just gonna tell myself to just not. What happens happens, and you know what? Got to just trust 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 the process, which is yeah. normally what I hate, but just trust the process. Um, but yeah, I think I think they're gonna go Drysdale, but I wouldn't be. It wouldn't shock me at all if he went with Jake Sanderson as well. Like that, it just it wouldn't surprise me. But your two highest rated defensemen. Um, I mean, but but also like I could see them maybe going Cole Perfetti. 
because I mean, depending on what happens, next year's draft is going. It's it's looking like from everyone's talking. It's looking like next year's draft. It's going to be a, a deep draft for defensemen. Defensemen next year. So do you maybe kind of hold off a bit, or and and maybe next year look look at defensemen coming up, or or I mean, I don't. I I. I really don't like this, the game of trying to be in Steve Eiserman's head because I don't think anyone can be in Steve Eiserman's head. Or any GM period. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, there's some GMs where I can guess what they're going to do. Uh, okay. Like, so, something kind of like you're, you're going to like, oh, like, yeah, you're going to make the wrong choice. That's what they're going to do. <laughs> whatever the right decision is, whatever the right choice is, whatever the smart pick is, they're going to do the opposite. Um. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I. I. I guess that's kind of true. I guess that's true. And you know that the Rangers GM is probably thinking Alexis Lansford near. Probably, unless he goes off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let, let me. Let me know that, how that goes. Hang on. That. That. That'll be the biggest shock ever, right? If the Rangers don't take Lafreniere at one. Yeah. <laughs> and watch the whole draft burn to the ground. That's they, they, probably the only way your scenario happens. Yeah, they, that's they, how your dream happens. They 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 take they take Askarov at one. <laughs> you actually, that's where you were going before I actually interrupted you. What what what's your take on that? What? Just Askarov in general. I it's very rare that you hear of goaltenders and. Yeah, I mean everyone's really high on him. Um, it's you you know you you have like I I haven't seen a lot of them because he doesn't. Playing North America, yeah. <laughs> North America, you know. So I haven't seen a lot of them. So like, I can't like, I, I can't really make a judgment on it from from the eye test. Like I, you know, I've, I've seen Sanderson play. I've seen Raymond play. I've seen Drysdale. I've seen Byfield, um, Lafreniere. I've seen him. Perfetti. I've watched him play. Like Marco Rossi. Like a lot of these other guys. I've wa- I've seen them play. Um, Jack Quinn is another guy who you know I, I've I've seen play as well. So I could. You know, so I can put na- na- faces and names to ability and everything. Askarov, I don't know. Like everyone's talking them up, and I, I goalies scare me. <laughs> you know, especially at four. It's like if you're taking a goalie at four, I need to know for a fact he's going to be Carey Price. Who is taking at five? You know, yeah, I, 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 I need to know that. Like, I, I need like an assurance and guarantee he's going to be carry price. And I know there's, we can't do that, right? You can't wave. Cause if you can make guarantees about, about drafting players, you'd have way more, uh, you have way more hits, right? Yeah. And the, you yeah. Know, a lot more hits in the first round than, than what you do, you know, break Braden point isn't going in the third round. Henrik Zetterberg isn't going in a, in a six, you know, in the seventh round, you know, <laughs> you know, these players aren't, aren't sliding the way they do, you know, they're, they're going a lot, they're going a lot higher, but I mean, it's goalie scare me, man. Just. The I, history is not as well. I mean, Ottinger was taken in the first round. Cause I'm looking at a list of goalies. Yeah. I mean, um, there's belief that Ilya Samsonov who was taken 22nd and 15 will be the capitals net minor next year. I mean, but that's late, you know, that's a late first yeah, pick, you that's know, true. that's not, that's, that's not top well, five. Yeah. Okay. That's you know, that happen. If, you're right. If you're taking a goalie top five, I need, I need guarantees, you know, yeah. Okay. But, but I mean, that's just me, you know, go, goalies make me nervous because you kind of look at them and you go, 
Uh, Al Montoya went sixth. Mark Andre Fleury went first. Kerry Lettinen yeah. went second. Just to give some people some ideas. Yeah. Pascal Leclerc went eighth. You know that that stellar, and then we get to Di Pietro. So okay, boy, there's some hits. <laughs> that is for damn sure. There are some hits and misses there. And, and that's a, that's a, why are you so nervous? You're not from the goalie in the top five. Oh, <laughs> well, I, I mean, now listen, you're right, and I'm not I'm not taking anything away from that. But I mean, go look at just the history of number one picks. Believe me, they're not all. Oh goals. yeah. Oh yeah. No, no. I mean, you you got. You got your hits and misses in the draft for sure. Although there, there's a lot of times, too, that if you look back at, like, when the number one pick was, like, brutal, there aren't a lot of great picks in that draft. If you, if you yeah. look at there's a, that can happen a lot, too. I think, what was it, the Patrick Stefan, Stefan draft, where there's just, there's just no one there. You look back, and there's just, like, nobody. Maybe it wasn't Patrick Stefan. Whatever draft it was. Where you just well, well, back 90, the 99 draft, Patrick Stefan, he went one. And then the Sedins went two and three. And then is it after that? There's just nothing. And then it's just – I mean, Tim Connolly had a good career. He went five. Right, Taylor Pyatt, you know. Yeah, that, that, guys those who, guys. Barrett Jackman went 17. So, I mean – Nice career. But – I mean, yeah. You, I mean, you go down the list of that first round. It's just, it's, it's, it's a who's who of who, right? Marty, Marty Havlett went twenty six. So that ha- I mean, that happens. So that I mean, it's it's going to happen, and it's you know sometimes just the whole year is bad. But yeah, it's yeah, it's just, yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, outside of the Sedins, they're the only superstars in that first round were the Sedins. Yeah, and so then. I- and then you go all the way down to uh, the 210th pick with Henrik Zetterberg. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> like the entire draft. Jesus. So, I mean, I feel like that's one of those things, you know, we, 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 talk, we talk about Eric Carlson probably going, going up a few spots in his draft year. I think oh, yeah. jumping up a few. <laughs> does Zetterberg make a leap? <laughs> oh, does he now? <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, it's a – I'm looking at this now. Of that draft, let's see, one, two, three, four. Only four players in that, in that, in that 99 draft played 1,000 games in the NHL. Damn. That was a 99 draft, I'm, you said? I'm just going to tell you who the fourth one is because you're not going to guess. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, no, four. I'm not going to – you're not going to guess. No. Adam Vibrata. Yeah, I would not – that was not coming. He, he went 212th to Colorado. What a what an awful, awful draft. But, yeah, it's – yeah, I mean, you look at it. I mean, it's not a lot of – and Patrick Steffen, poor Patrick Steffen, man. It's – I – he will forever be remembered for falling down trying to score an empty net goal and missing. And then the Oil- when he was at Dallas, and then the Oilers took the puck the other way and scored to tie the game up before it's overtime. What a great moment! Man. <laughs> like that was just a like. I mean, if that if that just that he, people ask you describe Patrick Stefan's career, it's like well, sure. watch this play. Yeah, <laughs> watch this. W- yeah. Watch this thirty second video clip. Yep. That will sum up his career. Yep. 
No, that's a that's a great call. That's a great like, call. Oh, that's a slam dunk of a goal. Oh, yeah. huh. Until he blows the tire. Yeah, that is. Huh. <laughs> you are God. That's so great. Well, <laughs> that's a good memories. Oh man, but yeah, that's just that's just one of those things that will forever just be in my head, and you know, you know, no, no, nothing, nothing against the guy, you know. Right. Nothing personal. Just you made that play, dude. That happened. Yes, it did. That's real life. So, so, so we get to find out who's going to be the. Um, I mean, I. And and I, I feel like we're we're going to kind of see kind of somewhat to your point how you said you depending on what happens in the draft we're going to see the wings off, off their their um their their plan for the off season. I I feel like the wings whoever the wing, whatever the wings do at four. I mean, here's the thing. They can very Steve Eisman can very easily decide, you know, nah, I'm going to trade this pick and do something else. Like he can make that decision. You know, like Get it done. it's not a guarantee they're going to they're going to pick at 4. No. You know, that's not a guarantee. So, I mean, he could fl- he could m- move down in a draft and add more assets. You know, so which I mean, anything Steve Eisman does, I feel like we can't be surprised. Right. And you just got to trust that it's going to lead to the that the plan is in place, and it's going to yeah. lead to the right places. But but I, I think whatever they do with the, with the, with this with their first round pick, I think that's probably going to set the tone for 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 their draft and and what and what they're what he's going to look to build build towards there. Um, I mean, and honestly, the only surprising thing Steve Eisman could do with with that with that number four pick is to do what everyone expects him to do and take Jamie Drysdale. <laughs> <laughs> the likely where the likely now becomes the most surprising. How funny is right, that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like ah, like oh wow, he took the def- okay, hmm, okay, interesting. <laughs> he, he he went by the book. I don't know what to do now. Who is this man? He went off the book by going by the book. By the book. <laughs> oh, Eiserman. So, um, with that being said, I think that's it. Unless you got anything else you want to add? Um, yeah, I guess we'll break down free agency next week. Yeah, free agency in the draft. Uh, we'll we'll do a little uh, draft review. Um, um, we're gonna. It's. I'm gonna. Next week, it's probably gonna be a Red Wing heavy show. Probably gonna go have it with the Red Wings after the draft and everything. Seeing 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 what what they do. Um, so no, we'll still, we will have to. I mean, we'll have free agent contracts, though. So we will have yeah. to discuss who gave away weight. Like the stupidity of of the July first is just going to be on uh, October, whatever. Yeah, October ninth. Ninth. We, we we are going to have to talk about who paid twelve million dollars for Alex Petrangelo or something stupid. Oh, <laughs> boy, that just that really made you throw up in your mouth a little bit. Um, oh. <laughs> I know. Couple of side notes. Um, we, did, you know, um, Michael Grabner was bought out, and Tristan Jari was signed by Pittsburgh. So it looks like yeah. we're still looking at Matt Murray. All right. And and well, one thing we didn't get into because there was talks that uh, the Predators were, were going to look at buying out Kyle Turris. Oh yeah, that's remember, you know. So go ahead. I, I was going to steal it because I was basically going to say exactly what you were going to say. I think, yeah, they, 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 they basically traded uh, Samuel Gerard for him. 
And that's a, ugh. Which leads back to the question, and I don't think, I don't know if you answered it, but do we have to start looking at Nashville as being a place where offense goes to die? Cal Turris, like, go look at his stats. Yeah. Like, he was a 60, 65-point scorer. I don't know if he, what, he broke 40 once? You know, there's that top line. I mean, Granlin never really re, uh, replicated what he did in, in Minnesota. I mean, they just, for as good as they are defensively and as good as they are offensively defensively, so it's not like it's not the, the forwards can't get the ball from the defenseman it's, or get the puck from the defenseman. It's, it's just kind of unexplainable. Just that yeah. Offense just doesn't seem to happen there well, outside of that top line. Well, with um, with with Kyle Turris, it was so it, at first it it was well he, Lavalette didn't like him, so that's why he struggled, right? Like that 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 was the that was the thing that everyone talked about, right? But well, Lavalette's not there anymore, and <laughs> and he still he still struggled this year, and I mean and and if if they if they do buy him out. It's he's gonna be there one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more years of paying him if they do buy him out. So the only reason he's got an eight eight year deal. Yeah, but if they buy him out, it it, it extends it, right? With the buyout, it extend it extends like the amount they're to their cap it. It's gonna be an extra two million dollars a year for for next eight for eight more years. Oh god. Yeah, so no, you might just want to let him play. I mean, well, the I mean, the only the only reason you're you're going to buy him out is to is is to open up a um open up roster spot at this point. That's the only reason you do it, right? Like, right? Because you're not really. I mean, I guess you're saving a little bit of money, but I mean, that, I mean, and you know, here's the, we we talked we we talked about teams going to reaching the Cup final and then taking a step back. I mean, the Predators, they they got – they have a lot of guys under contract for a while, put it that way. Yeah, and and when you look at their roster, you, I mean, you – like, you still think that this, this could be a good team. Good yeah. things could happen with this team. But but also, I mean, and to your point, you're, you're, down, you're down a goal with two minutes to go in, a must, in an elimination game in the playoffs – who are you trusting to get that goal for you? Yeah. <laughs> it's Roman Yossi, and that's – I don't know why that's <laughs> – and, and here's the thing. Should it be? No. <laughs> I, I mean, not when you – not when there's two forwards you're paying $6 million and two others you're paying $8 million. Yeah. You, you should feel like there's a 40-goal scorer in there that you know is going to get you a goal when you need it. And no – no. I'm going to my whiny voice because no. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, and and now you know, they got I, – I would imagine that Pekka Rene is he – he has one year left in his UFA. Soros has one year left. He's RFA. So, I'm assuming they're going to go Soros. The, the torch is being passed this year. Yeah. Rene's 37. Yeah, I would I – would, I'd feel real comfortable with that as well. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, so uh, 
So that's our breakdown of the Nashville Predators now. You're welcome, folks. You don't get that out very often. <laughs> that, that predator talk right there. All right. So we'll, so we'll be back next week. Um, full, full draft breakdown. Uh, sneak peek at free agency. Um, um, yeah, it's for, every, for everyone's sake, Quentin Byfield needs to go two or three. Because <laughs> if he doesn't go four and they're not, the wings don't take him, then Walt will break something. I don't, yeah, I don't like, I, I might cry for four days. Oh, uh, well, that'll be a fun show. <laughs> All right. So, um, everyone, have a great rest of your day, great evening, whatever it is you're doing. Um, at, if you're listening to us in your car, at work, on your way to work, on your way from home work, from work, or you're just around cleaning the house listening to us. Thanks for listening to us. Remember, Facebook.com slash in the box show. Give us a like. Um, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And make sure and make sure you go ahead and just hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to us. Give, and you know, just tell us that you like us. Make us feel good about ourselves. I would like to hear that you like us. <laughs> With that being said, I'm Walt. I'm done. We are out of here. Have a great day.